and welcome to Dev Party. Dev Party is our mini episodes where Eric and I get together virtually, of course, and develop some film, chat about what's going on, sometimes about certain types of film. Today, I think we're going to talk about a couple different types of film. So, uh, Eric, are you still there? <laughs> oh, um, I am. Hi. <laughs> okay, good. Perfect. Hi. Hi. How you doing? Uh... Pretty good, pretty good. A Great. little sore. But, oh no! Um, I think that is my new reality as I oh, uh, yeah. feel my age. <laughs> <laughs> I feel my age too. <laughs> yes. So, what are you uh, developing today? I am developing color sheets with ECN two. Any particular color sheets that you got? Are these fresh sheets, expired sheets, bed sheets? I... <laughs> they are bed sheets. Florals, no, um, pastels. It is... <laughs> wow, I, I don't know what you're saying. Um, it is Kodak 4325. It is a commercial internegative film. I think they used to make it... Used to, they used to make like slides, I guess, out of negatives. So you take a picture of the negative... That's a positive, and this is what I think that was printed on, or photographed on, I guess. Not printed. I don't know. It wasn't meant for an in-camera, for in-camera use, and so the ISO is, like, really slow. I'm shooting this at 12, and I love, I love slow film. Uh, we wouldn't expect anything less from you, of course. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> what are you shooting? Uh, I'm done shooting. I'm taking a break from that and developing. I am. Still, what are you developing? I'm still working on my uh, Birdwell shoot, so okay. I'm down to about six rolls left, maybe. Wow, it seems like you've been working on that for weeks now. <laughs> weird. <laughs> Isn't yeah. it weird how time works? Yeah. It's been maybe like, what, 12 hours? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh my goodness. No, it's been definitely two weeks. <laughs> Well, yeah, so I am, um, uh, it's taking so long because I'm yeah. doing roll by roll, one at a time. I have decided oh. that I don't, it's not necessarily that I don't 100% trust myself because I do feel like I, I know how to do this. Sure. Um, Does um, knowing how to do this include pouring your developer into your blicks? Oh, come or? on. Really? You're going to bring that up? Why not? It's fun. <laughs> yeah. We've all done so, it. Oh, yeah. Um, was that today? That was one of these days in the last two weeks. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, you know, when you develop roll by roll, one after another, you kind of get a little loopy and tired. And uh, I, think, I think I just uh, needed to take a break. <laughs> And uh, I took the I forgot to take the funnel out of the uh, developer. Usually, once I pour the developer back in uh, with the funnel, I rinse the funnel off, close it off, and then either stick it back in the water to keep it to temp to shoot, you know, to develop another roll. Yeah. And move yeah. on. And I don't know. Third time around, I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to take the funnel out, and I just poured blitz straight into the C41. And I was like, like it started overflowing because it's a liter bottle. And I was like, oh, no, I know exactly what I just did. 
not gonna risk that, so dump the bottle. And uh, luckily when um, I just mixed this C41, which is kind of a bummer because I did not want to open another packet, but I've uh, come to a realization that when I go get uh, C41, I should always get two packs of it, so. You should, yeah. Um, now. It's a good, it's a good realization to have if you're ordering EC1, ECN2 kits from from me. Mm -hmm. You can order two at a time, and actually if you order two, shipping is free in the US. Ooh. Yeah, little known fact. Well, thanks for that. You're welcome. <laughs> so yeah, I wasn't really too upset about it. I, I, had, I had another pack, so I just went ahead and just <sighs> mixed new developer. <laughs> yeah. Understandable. Yeah, it's okay. So how many sheets are you doing exactly? And what tank I'm, are you using? I'm doing four sheets and I'm using the Sturman Press tank. Mm, we had a little conversation about the Sturman Press today. Earlier. We did. Off, uh, off mic. You were kind of guess, like kind of second guessing what tank to use. Uh, you were developing earlier, obviously too. Well, I have 10 sheets to develop. Mm -hmm. And that means three sessions in the Stearman Press tank. And I would rather do two, which means Stearman Press would have to make a tank that fit six, mm -hmm. or preferably eight would be really nice. Mm -hmm. So I know that Mr. Stearman is not listening to this, but if anybody knows Mr. Stearman, <laughs> perhaps a tank that fits six sheets or even eight if it's scalable, or hey, 10, would be just wonderful. <laughs> yeah. So why not use a different tank? Because I love the Stearman Press tank a lot. I've used other tanks and other adapters for like Patterson tanks and things like that, and none of them just do it for me. And a lot of those do six at a time, and that would be handy. But I've not been able to get consistent results. I'd either have uneven developing, or, uh, in the case of some of them, just like actual lines in it from the pressure that the the adapter or whatever it is puts on the film. I got you. Yeah. And maybe you're just comfortable using it. Is the sermon you've had that the longest? I think so. Yeah. Apart from like doing the taco method. Doing the taco method in the Patterson tank, which I, I really don't recommend. I know some people have had some good luck with it, but that's one of those things where, like, sometimes you'll have some good luck with it. Mm -hmm. So probably not the best. Okay. So if you're gonna, I mean, it's a good way to test out if you like, you know, if you like four by five without making an investment. Oh, yeah. But I wouldn't rely on that. That would that shouldn't. If you're doing the taco method as a test, you shouldn't rely on that to be like your make it or break it moment for four by five. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yes. So we had an idea since we're kind of just doing, well, we're both doing color. We are. Um, we decided, okay, we've already talked about C41. We've already talked about ECN2. Um, mm -hmm. So I think we're just going to kind of talk about what we're going to be shooting in the next couple months as far as color goes, if we are shooting color and why. So I think we'll just go back and forth. So since I am introducing this, I'm going to make you go first. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, Harry, I can do that. Pick, pick a, 
pick a color film that you have maybe decided or have been thinking about shooting this, uh, you know, just the summer season, uh, why? And any particular reason why? Wait, that's the same thing. Hold on. Any particular subject. Sorry, my bad. You know, I'm, I'm kind of back and forth with color. I, I'm not a big fan of shooting color. I'm not a fan at all of developing color. I, the guy selling the ECN2 kits, I really don't like color. But once I scan it and see the photos, I'm really happy that I shoot color. So it's one of those things where if, if I didn't like the, the, the end results, I wouldn't do it at all. But fortunately, I like the end results. And I think a big part of that is my film choices and the developer. So my film choices are directly impacted by my developer. Yeah, that makes sense. It does, yeah. And I would pick my all-time favorite color, which is Veracolor 3. Now, they don't make it anymore. <laughs> they haven't made it since maybe the 90s. But it's my favorite. And that's Veracolor 3 in ECN2, because Veracolor 3 in C41 is not your favorite. No, it's very... Well, it, it can be, but... Uh, Veracolor 3, since it's older, it does it has deteriorated quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And I have found that many examples of it in C41 tend to be very blue. Okay. And I don't like that. So what I've found in, in ECN2 is that Veracolor 3 tends to be very warm and even, even oversaturated. Like when you're scanning it, you may have to tamp the saturation down a little bit. So that's my, that's my pick. And as far as what I'd shoot with it, uh, desert. It's beautiful in the desert. It's wonderful browns. It has wonderful blues. Um, the greens tend to pop sometimes. And that can be fun. The reds definitely pop. It's just, it's just an all-around very saturated, in, e in ECN2, anyway, film for me. What was uh, Veracolor 3 marketed for, exactly? Do you know? Well, <laughs> if you remember back to... <laughs> if you remember back to our episode on Kodak's color and race, it was marketed as a color film that could capture... What did they call it? The, the darker browns. Okay. So it was made for people with brown skin. Okay. Or brown, brown furniture. Or brown furniture or chocolate. Yeah. Mm. Whichever one you find most important. <laughs> yes. So how about you? Uh, you know, this is, it sounds kind of like the pumpkin spice latte of film. <laughs> oh no. I know. I'm turning into a basic bitch. But I... Wait a minute. Por Portra? <laughs> yep. You got okay. me. You got me. No. That's wonderful, though. I'm... <laughs> I go back and forth on Portra so much. Well, I do, too. And I think... Okay. So Pete gave me a pack of Portra when I showed up to shoot. He's all, here you go. This is for you. And I was like, oh, for me? Wow, doing the Lord's work there, Pete. <laughs> I know. I was like, all right, I'm down. Let's do this. So I shot a ton of Portra 400. That's what I've been scanning. And um, I shot it in the Pentax 645. And with that camera, when I change the settings, it tells me 
the speed and the f-stop it's fantastic so i can kind of look at a scene um depending on like the light if it's like diffused kind of foggy overcast or if it's sunny and i can kind of um guess what is kind of going to what i can get out of it as far as like yeah. what look i'm trying to go for um okay. it's also fresh it is and yes. that is just kind of it just handy you know it's like that it, it is kind of like a base i'm happy i'm happy that they're making this and i'm happy that i actually really like it and i think i was kind of like whatever it's like it's fine um, I think mo mostly because I do really like to do experimental things, uh, but I kind of feel like, you know what, I think I'm going to buy a box of fresh Portra for this, for this, um, summer. Oh, like, like a, like a box of 120 or four by five? Uh, oh my God, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa there. <laughs> now you're yeah. Crazy. I, know. <laughs> I don't even, how much, how much would a box of. 10 4 by 5 sheets of Fortress. How much is that? Gonna, do they have is that, that 40 or 40 or 50 maybe? Uh, I think it's probably it's probably more but maybe. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I don't really know. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, so that's that's one of my picks I would say. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, we've seen some really good portrait work lately, like uh, Octavia Sharp's mausoleum photos, or a lot of those are in portrait. Yes. Yes. Oh, so nice. Do you have a problem scanning Portra or any of the new Kodak film? Yep. I do. Okay. You, yeah. Yeah. Is it like a laying it on the glass problem? Yes, it is. It, yeah. uh, it seems like it's plasticky on both sides and it's giving me, um, those Newton rings. Yeah. And I sometimes don't even notice it until I zoom in to kind of like zap out some of the, uh, lint. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. I'm like, wait a minute, what are you doing here? Get so do you, you almost yeah. you almost have to use the holders for that then? Sometimes, sometimes yeah, it seems that like sucks. it. Mm -hmm. That sucks. And that's uh, honestly the big reason why I don't shoot new color. Okay, as but much as you know, I don't know what's going on here, but okay. the last four or five rolls that I've I've uh, scanned. Yeah. I think I might have had so far. I haven't like gone through all of them to do the lint, but I think okay. I've had maybe one Newton ring so far. Oh, that's really good. Well, so good. Maybe maybe they that's changed something. Out. I don't know. <laughs> maybe I can't imagine. You know, that seems like a really weird reason to change something, but maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Pick another one. Well, I'm gonna do. I've got a bunch of. <laughs> I got a bunch of Ektar 25 from the 90s, mm -hmm. and it's in, it comes in the, the, the old Kodak paper, um, like, wrappers, and so you get those before they change over to the foil ones, right? And you just assume that anything in those paper wrappers is just kind of bad, right? And it being 25 ISO to begin with, you think, God, this is going to be deteriorated after, like, three decades to maybe like six ISO or three ISO even. Mm -hmm. And the one I have, the, the, the packs that I have, and I have a number of packs, no, they, it, it hold, it's not 25. I've been shooting it at 12 and I got some amazing results with it. Wow. So it's, it's very much Ektar. I mean, mm -hmm. it is, it's Ektar. It's, it's oversaturated. It's very red. 
uh, the, it's the, it's older, so you do get a bit of the magenta, mm-hmm. and sometimes you, you have to kind of take the magenta away in, you know, in the in post. And I, I'm fine with doing that. Uh, but yeah, you you give it enough light, and it, it just is a beautiful emulsion. Mm. Yeah, Very nice. I think I've mm-hmm. had one roll of thirty five of that, and I think it came out blank. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. A lot of yeah. you'll see a lot of the thing with with expired film is it's so much depends on how it was stored so if somebody messages you or messages me i get this a lot like hey i got this roll of film it's you know expired in you know 1989 what's it going to be like and there's no way to know yeah. <laughs> there's no way at all to know uh there's some some emulsions hold better than others like kodak verachrome from the 60s can apparently be kept in almost any situation yeah. And it will turn out fine. But then like, a lot of slide film, that's not the case. Yeah, slide, slide film seems to not um, do very well. But I will say the slower speed film seems to work better than the higher speed. Those seem to yeah. degrade uh, a lot faster. It does. It seems that way. Yeah. It, it seems does that way. way. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds like I do. <laughs> so, boom. Boom. <laughs> So but how about you? Another one? Yes. Okay. In a perfect world, of course, because this is, I need to search for this and I might only end up with, uh, maybe one, tw- like some 120 rolls of it. I would okay. like to find more 220 rolls of it, but it's the Fuji wrap. Ooh, that's the, um, Astra? Ast- what is it called? I think it's Astia. Astia? <laughs> yes. Astia. Astia? Astia. Ostia. Ostia. Oh my god, you guys, this stuff uh, is my favorite. Yeah, uh, I love that it says Fuji Wrap on it, number one. Um, <laughs> I'm cross I'm using I'm developing it in C41 and I've just gotten some beautiful colors uh, in the in the ocean. Oh, I just I'm trying to go to Mexico and shoot it again and i would just really really love to at least get one more roll of this uh i think i have one more possibly uh and then that's it forever so i've been searching for it on ebay and seeing if i can find any more it was actually um you you're to blame for this (laughs) i am a little bit yes i do apologize profusely no, no, it's okay. I just, it really sucks when you fall in love with a film that they don't make anymore. <laughs> You're like, why is this happening? Fuji, you did color so well. What's wrong with you guys? You guys are blowing it. <laughs> yeah. Fuji's color was so much better than Kodak's. Maybe. It just was. Like, Fuji 200 is probably the best color emulsion ever made. Really? I think so. Yeah, I think so. It holds oh. up really well. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's it's accurate, but not like mirror image accurate. Okay. Uh, there's some personality to it. Yeah. Um, I wish it had come in, in 120. It never did, I don't mm-hmm. believe. Mm-hmm. But it just, I, I've always liked Fuji color better than Kodak. It's just harder to find then. Of course, now Fuji probably makes some color in 35, but that's it, right? Yeah, yeah. As far as color negative, they, they still, do they still make any slide? Ooh, that's actually a really good question. I don't know the answer to that. I hope so, but, you know, just give them time. I'm sure they'll drop that off, too. Probably. So, so yeah, it's it's uh, Sarah. 
in Washington, she she uh, she put it on her story that she had some two twenty rolls, and I was like, I'll take them. Please give them to me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's always a risk. You never know uh, what you're gonna get, but it's kind of the joy of film photography. You know, it's a little next level with that because it really is just like I could get nothing. Uh, but that's true. But when you get something good, it's so satisfying. It's just because so that's happy with it. that is. It's slide film, right? I think so. It's slide film that came out prior to... It was after Fujichrome. Fujichrome, and then they called it Astrid, or whatever it is, and then Velvia and Provia. It's one of... It's between that, right? Yes. Yes. I think it is Fujichrome Astia. I don't know. There's a whole a whole history that doesn't really matter, I guess. <laughs> I guess not. I need to rinse... Uh, with some water really quick. Oh, well, that's a good thing. We got commercial signs, so let's, um, we'll be right back. Pandemonium will return after these messages. It's glamorous, colorful, exciting. It's RCA Victor's new Mark Series Color TV with a picture so bright, so true, you have to see it to believe it. RCA's new high-fidelity color tube, the years-ahead tube that sets industry standards, gives you a picture with new brightness, new clarity. Why? Because RCA has developed a new improved group of color phosphors that give off more light. This advancement, combined with a new method of glare-proofing the screen, produces a picture that's up to 50%, that's right, 50% brighter, and gives you truer, sharper pictures in both color and black and white. See RCA Victor's new Mark Series Color TV at your dealers this week, with a picture so bright, so lifelike, you have to see it to believe it. RCA, the most trusted name in television. And now back to pandemonium. Okay, welcome back. Welcome back. We are we are further ahead in this than we thought we were. So I think we're ready to pull our negatives and see if we got images. First, let's do our yes. final color. Uh, our color oh. reveal. <laughs> what what film <laughs> will you be shooting uh, this summer? Or what oh, would the you like? To yeah. Well, I'm going to go with a 4x5, and, and it's going to be another internegative film that I just got and I'm just kind of playing with. It's called Fuji CDU. It was picked up for me by Hannah in Ohio. Of course, Hannah Grace, you probably... If you listen to the first episode, she's there. So, that uh, that is her, and, and, and she let me know that it was in a camera store in Chicago... Nope, the other one, Columbus, I think. And she's like, hey, do you want this? And I said, yeah, it really looks really good. And it's only 50 bucks for 50 sheets. And I can't say no to that. So I didn't say no. <laughs> the only stipulation she had was that she needed one of the positives. Because I'm going to develop some of that, at least, in E6. So she wanted one of the positives. And Ooh. I'm not sure if she meant like a print of the positives or or what. But um, she's just going to get a straight up positive. She's getting one of the one of the sheets of film. Because when someone gives you something, you do something nice for them. Yeah. So have you shot with this yet? Have you tested any of the sheets out? I, I have, yeah. And, and actually, I'm, I'm doing... Right now, I'm doing Kodak 4325. Mm -hmm. And I'll be doing 
in my next developing session, which will come right after we hit stop, uh, I'm doing Fuji CDU. I did a triptych of, of Fuji CDU. Ooh. Yeah, actually, I have a triptych in here as well. We'll see if that works. So how about you? Before we, before we pull these negatives, how about you? What's your, what's your third film that you're looking forward to shooting this summer? Well, you read my mind. I have Fuji Chrome CDU that you told me to get. Four oh, five okay. Sheets. Uh, I've been shooting it at 6 ISO. I shot some um, Joshua Tree stuff with it. I really, really like it. Nice. Um, I feel bad because I feel like I'm never going to get it again, again. <laughs> but I also don't want to like let it just sit and go to waste. So I really would like to um, at least knock out like the rest of one of the 25 sheet packs of it. Yeah. For special occasions. <laughs> it's such so, a beautiful emulsion, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. It's, yeah. Oh, I just wish it was more affordable. Those big negatives are just gorgeous. <laughs> they are. Yeah. You so, should try developing some in E6. Yeah, I will. I would like to do some portraits with it, probably in mm. Big Bertha. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of like what the plan is. Uh, I'm not exactly sure like who I'm going to be taking portraits of, but um, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Figure it out. All right, well, so, let's pull. Let's pull yeah. these negatives. Let's see what's up. up. Well, I've got images. Woo! Yes. <laughs> I will. I do not know if they are any good. Color negative film, or in this case, color positive film that's cross processed in negative chemicals, always looks really bad. <laughs> is it like blue, purple? What color is it? It is tan. Mm. Orange. Exciting. How about yours? I got some stuff. Nice stuff. Yeah, I got a whole uh, roll of Kodak Portra 400, uh, again with the Pentax. Everything looks good. It looks like I creased one of the the negative, like a, a little bit in the um, the beginning of the spool. I was using, I've been using a steel reel for these. Oh, uh, so you, you crimped it when you yeah, were loading onto the reel? Yeah, okay, so yeah. I got one mess up, but... There's uh, 16 images on the on on this, and I'm I'm really I've, I've been pretty happy with the results. I never know what they're gonna look like until you put them in a scanner because of the the color of the the negatives. <laughs> you just never know. You never um, know. <laughs> but yeah, it looks like I'm gonna get some good blue. I see some gradient in the sky. Uh, oh so cool! That makes me really happy. Uh, it's not just completely blasted out. And, uh, yeah, so I'll be drying those and scanning them later, hoping for no more earthquakes today. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> well, why don't we check in with the futures, see how these negatives came out. All right. All right. And here we are in the future with our films dried and scanned and ready to talk about. Ooh, we are. Are, are you excited? Oh, my gosh. I'm just jumping out of my seat right now. You don't sound very excited. This sound, I, <laughs> I'm calling shenanigans here. Well, why don't we start with yours? You took these photos. Well, everybody knows where you took them. They, we just talked about that. Yes. So how did these turn out, do you think? What have we got here? I had been discussing Portra. How much, or have I? Have I been discussing Portra and how much I like it? We mentioned it. Yeah, you mentioned Portra. 
Okay. The past oh, was very long ago. It was a long time ago. <laughs> I can't remember. Well, I'm pretty happy with Portra. Yeah. And I... And this um, is Portra, right? Yes. Okay. All of it's Portra. Yes. Uh, you could tell with, you know, an overcast sky, it's a little bit different than maybe a sunny sky with a little bit of clouds. It's kind of, it's not exactly, I would say easy, but I feel like it's trusty and it's a good film to like, I feel like I know kind of what to expect with it. And I definitely got a lot of keepers. Okay. So Portra is trusty. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, it is, you're right. You know what you're getting with it. That's, that's really cool. I think it, it provides some really pleasant colors. I was always kind of down on Portra a little bit. But the more I see of your work and also Octavia's, you, mm-hmm. you folks are really doing Portra well. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's nice. I Well, we, as we know, Portra doesn't develop an ECN2 very well. No. It doesn't look very pretty. So I don't <laughs> use it. But you folks are doing wonders with it. So I like this one where she's laying uh, in the back of the, what did we decide it was? The 59 wagon? Mm-hmm. Okay, 59 Chevy wagon. So, yeah, lovely. Um, what happened in the corner there? What's going on in the corner? Is it like a- uh, I bent or I uh, had some film overlapping in the steel reel, and I think I mentioned that, or oh, I will yeah. mention that. Oh, damn it! I'm blowing it. See, this is why we need to do futures right away. <laughs> what are you talking <laughs> this about? This is way too futury. <laughs> We're in the future. <laughs> yeah, I made a mess up. I made a boo-boo, uh, okay. but I'm here it is. There's the boo-boo. And There's I actually kind of really like this photo, and I'll probably end up posting it You know, the, because the, I don't care. <laughs> the imperfection, it, it works with the photo. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, I think it works okay. I, mean, it's, I wouldn't like, if I had the choice between having it and not having it, I would pick not having it. But having it doesn't injure it too badly. It really kind of doesn't. No. Um, the colors that it rendered for the rest of the photo made it, I don't know, just kind of kind of cool kind of yeah. muted a little, bit. a little bit um and there's some like poor development around it so it yeah. adds like a bit of different <laughs> weird tones to the car i like it i think it's it's kind of fun it's kind of fun yeah i think so too yeah so there it is you yeah. know i got some good stuff uh definitely a bunch of keepers i'm quite happy with this role oh good and the so and I stick, stick to what i said about portra <laughs> it's it makes sense you do have a you have two overcast pictures and you have a sunny picture mm-hmm what do you think works best with Portra? It seems to be kind of, well, I guess the I guess you have one overcast picture and two sunny pictures. Sorry about that. Um, I think Portra definitely shines better in the sun, like most color film. Yeah, I think so. But I will say um, the tones, the reds with the overcast for some reason just kind of pop a little bit more. I mean, yeah. there is a lot of red in this though. There's like two brick walls and there's a brick chimney and then two tan girls as well so there's a lot more warm like warm tones yeah yeah Um, could you imagine how how like how cold this would look on fuji oh my god yeah (laughs) it would very cold i like this though even in ektar it would be very cold yes yeah and honestly like i can't believe i'm saying this because i absolutely adore ektar but i kind of think i'm just Taking a break from Ektar for a little bit. Yeah, I could see that. Ektar is a Ektar's a lot. It is. Yeah. It is a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> sometimes it's the a lot that you need, but a lot of times it's just like, oh God, Ektar. Fucking yeah. calm down. Just calm down calm already. Calm down. Simmer. <laughs> You're being so dramatic. <laughs> 
Um, All right, let's talk about your triptych, please. Speaking of dramatic. um, Okay, (laughs) so I don't know how much I've talked about this. I don't know if I've talked about it at all, honestly. I must have. So I'm planning this project that is doing triptychs. I, I think I'm I'm vaguely remember me mentioning this. Megan Carson, who we've had on the podcast, I saw her do a, tri- a triptych of a tree, and and it's not just a triptych in like the traditional sense. It's actually like a panoramic triptych, where you move the camera, snap a picture, move the camera, snap a picture, and move the camera, and snap a picture. And so you're capturing a panoramic scene in three images on four by five film or sheets or plates or whatever you're doing it on. This shot is from, I think my first attempt, first t- a day of attempting to do these things. And I was working out the mathematics of it really and trying to figure out the best way to line everything up. Mm-hmm. Not easy. And I've failed in a lot of them. Uh, this is okay. It's a little silly. I think it's a little silly. I would like my panoramic triptychs to be not silly, though that's probably a difficult accomplishment. But my point is to have three photos that look good individually on their own. And I think mm-hmm. I think they do okay. At least two of these three do. Yeah, I think so. What do you think? I mean, you've seen my other triptychs. Nobody else has. You've pretty much Yeah. Um, well, obviously, there is a little bit of a difference in the middle shot. Uh, the blue is a little deeper. It yeah. just uh, kind of looks like a darker um, scan, maybe. I don't know. I, I, yeah. The right one's a little more on the. Okay, so it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Far right, magenta. Yeah. Middle, yellow green, uh-huh. and the left one I would say is more yellow. Yeah, I think you're right. I just. I think color is probably the wrong medium to do triptychs in because you do have to color match then at the end. And I am really bad at color matching. I think maybe just like at the, depending on the time of day and yeah, I mean, I, I could see that you do have a lot of color colors going on here. Yeah. Um, one thing I will say is the ingenious way that you match them up by kind of staggering the photos because you didn't get them you didn't nail them all perfectly straight and yeah i, I kind of am into that like i've already thought like oh if i do a triptych i'm totally gonna not even try to line it up and i'm just gonna do it where it like lines up very crooked and maybe even print that way so when you have it displayed it's it's kind of meant to be like yeah off-centered mm-hmm. i get that megan megan did that as well with one nice. of her, um, I think it was a, um, a diptych that she did that with. But yeah, she did that. And I got kind of that confidence, like, well, I guess I can do that too. But you do have to worry about the um, the focal length. Like a wider lens will distort at the ends. Mm-hmm. And so you won't, be, you won't actually be able to line up things because yeah. they just won't line up. Yeah, it kind of does look like you have a little bit of vignetting in the middle. In oh, the you do. And this is just, this is really slow speed film. Um, what is this? Oh yeah, that, I remember. That. Yeah, it's the internegative film, so I'm shooting at like mm. maybe twelve, maybe six, and yeah, you're gonna have vignetting. It's just the, it's the camera, it's the it's the film. There's not much you can do about that. And so maybe shooting with like a more stable film might, if you if you did decide to do color again, maybe shooting with a more stable like fresher film. Yeah, you know, not, like that film that's like sixty bucks for ten sheets. Yeah, probably not gonna happen. <laughs> But that's okay. I'm fine with that. I think black and white really is the way to go with this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I do have one other photo, and that is a balsam root. Um, that yes. 
I I remember <laughs> I do remember taking this now. I I tried for about an hour to get this photo and subsequent photos of of this on black and white as well. And I was so frustrated because I really, really wanted to get everything in focus. I wanted everything to be in focus. Mm-hmm. Um, the the horizon line, which is pretty close, and at all the all of the the plants and everything in the in the middle, it was so frustrating and windy. You can tell this is yeah, probably a the three second, four, three or four second second exposure. And I wanted there to be a little bit of movement. You know, mm-hmm. I like that in my photos, yeah. and I caught that. I like this photo a lot. It's it's exactly what I wanted. Everything's in focus. I have some movement. The meter, it, I metered okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the colors are what you expect, what what, what I expected from this film. It's, I, I'm happy with how this turned out. I don't think it was worth an hour of my life to get it, but <gasps> I'm happy that uh, I'm, I can't do anything about that now, so I'm happy that it happened. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's beautiful. The colors are great. It's a very Eric photo. The sky's a deep blue. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't really mind the movement in the flowers no, because it I makes like me it. like because I'm a photographer, I can look at it and be like, oh, it must have been a windy day. I like it that that some of the flowers are moving and some of them aren't at all. Yeah. It's and it's neat. hard to tell why. But I mean, some of them were protected by the rocks around it. And the photo doesn't really show that very well, which is fine with me. Mm-hmm. It looks a little odd. Like, well, in one of our recent-ish episodes, we talk about Frederick Douglass, who knew how to be photographed. And so when he was with a group, he would just stare at the camera and stand still for those 30, 25, 30 seconds while other people around him didn't really know how to pose yet. And so they'd be blurred. Hmm. And it looks like what's going on with the flowers there. The flower kind of in the center is very still. And even looking at the camera and many of the flowers around them are blurred because they just don't know how to pose yet, but they'll get there. <laughs> they'll get there. All right. Well, I I feel like we did pretty good this dev party. Yeah. And, you know, looking at your photos and, and being able to actually just sit down and discuss it with you, rather, whether we like record it or not, yeah. has has been good just mm-hmm. to kind of get someone else's opinion that I trust. And uh, if you guys, you know, have people to share photos with, I, I definitely recommend doing that. It's it's nice to um, kind of just get feedback on, on certain things. Yeah. Someone who's going to encourage you, not just like some neck beard is going to give you like critiques, but someone who can encourage you as well. Yeah. I think, it's, I think it's really important for encouragement. The funny thing is like, I told Eric, I was like, oh my gosh, like, I like this one, so don't like totally murder it or don't say bad things. <laughs> like I will warn him <laughs> just in case. <laughs> I never do though. I'm, He's I'm, never said anything bad about my photos. <laughs> I'll, I'll give, you know, if you ask, I'll give, you know, here's what maybe you could do. Darken or, it. Oh, it's always darken it. Yeah. <laughs> darken it. If you ask, I'm just going to tell you to darken it. <laughs> yeah. Change my speed once in a while. Maybe that. But. Well, I guess that's it. I guess we're good. Are we covered? Yeah, I think so. All right. Let's uh, shoot it back over to the past. Ooh, let's go to the past. And thank you so much, Futures, for all those wonderful words of about our our images, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Hopefully, it's pretty simple. Yeah, hopefully you guys got it. Um <laughs> 
So before we sign off and say goodbye or farewell for now, um, we were thinking about what we could talk about. And this is something that I was like, trying. I'm trying to be a little bit more mindful in, of my decisions on like what kind of film I want to shoot, where I'm going, what film am I using for this. I think it's important. Of course, it's always fun to like grab random roles, of course, but... You know, you're doing the miles, you're, you're, you, you're out there with your cameras, spending time. So I really want to be a little bit more thoughtful with like, okay, these are the films that I know are going to work and I want to, you know, experiment or use these. And I'm sure most of you probably have some ideas on what kind of film you're going to be shooting and we kind of want to hear about it. Yeah, so if you're listening to this, we'll be posting about this on Instagram. And, you know, we'll remind you, give you a little nudge. Hey, what, uh, what color films are, are you looking to shoot this summer? Yeah, are you going to shoot hmm. some, you know, vacation photos by the beach, by the lake, in the mountains? Tell us what you're doing. Tell us. We want to know. <laughs> Until then, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Dev Party. Oh, we love you. We just do. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. And now, these messages.